You better have some. You better have some big nuts on you when you decide you're going to ride that bike. <laughs> Kicking that over is going to be big an dick breaker. energy. It is going to have some big dick energy for sure. It's going to have big dick energy for sure. Mm. And we're not talking lip hitter either. We're talking over the shoulder. <laughs> Proper big dick energy. It'll be like Andre the Giant strap. It'll just yep, come over just, one shoulder. What yeah. is that? A backpack? No. It is nope. not. It is not. <laughs> Anybody want a penis? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I fish with. <laughs> yeah. This is my proper rod. <laughs> Catch a large mouth with that one. <laughs> <You sure can. laughs> Welcome back to the Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. Presented by Memphis Shades, the clear choice for custom windshields and bearings for your motorcycle. And wild-ass seats stay in the saddle longer and in total comfort no matter your butt or budget. Alright everybody, welcome back to 5 Dirty Bikers Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about lady riders and their place in the community currently when it comes to motorcycles. Also, we're going to nail some Discord questions. We got a healthy amount from our people over there on the Five Dirty Bikers Discord. And also, we're going to start with a little bike news on the bike build we're doing. Bike news. So if you guys know or not, didn't work out quite as well as I thought. It's supposed to go like. Dan or So everybody, if you know or not, if you listen for the first time, we do have an autism bike raffle we're taking part in and we do have an acquired 75 Ironhead Sportster that is on its way currently to Jared Weems in Florida who's going to be doing a lot of fabrication work and after talking with Jared for a while we're pretty excited about what we're going to be doing with this we meant to bring this up last week but we're going to go ahead and we talk about it forgot. we did we forgot yes so Ryan you want to explain to everybody kind of a little background with Kind of what Jared's done in the past and what we're going to be doing to, to recreate? I will. So if anybody knows, uh, Jared Weems is a very well-known bike builder. And, Triumph. Uh, his Triumph, Triumph bike builder. builder. Yep. So his, mm-hmm. his, his motorcycle of choice is obviously the Triumph. And um, if you know anything about the history around his bike builds and his Triumph bike, bike, bike builds, he has a Triumph that he built based on a David Mann painting. There was only two triumphs ever in David Mann paintings. And Jared has now built both of them. The first one that he did, he built from the ground up, custom painted, just had it custom painted, just like the bike that was in the David Mann painting. And he was auctioning this bike off for the Forgotten Angels charity. The bike was auctioned off. It was won by uh, the person who had the winning ticket. That bike was then subsequently purchased from that person and donated to the Barber Museum. So if anybody knows anything about the Barber Museum, it's a it's a world-renowned museum. And uh, Jared Weems now will have a bike in that museum. Um, it's actually already at the museum now. So he got to travel around with it and uh, and kind of showcase it for a while. And that bike was in the museum. 
After he finished that bike, he built the second bike in that David Mann painting, um, the Hollywood Run Triumph. No, bike. that was a different painting. Are you sure that wasn't the same painting? Yes, there's only two, and there's only two in the hot dog painting. Yep. Okay. Ho- so, Hollywood Run was a different painting. Okay. So there's only two bikes in the hot dog painting? Yes. yes. Okay. So, so, um, for those of you that that know, it's a there's a hot dog stand behind there. That's why we call it the hot dog painting. But it's a David Mann painting that has this triumph that he built in it, and has this hot dog stand. And uh, like Dustin said, after having a conversation with Jared and uh, the the bike that we were able to procure through a donation, um, it just happens to be a bike. Yeah, that will absolutely fit into uh, Jared building the other bike from that David Mann painting. So we're so, going to complete the painting. We're going to complete the painting. When, when I say we, we mean Jared. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to complete the painting by have by have uh, having built both bikes. And that bike we will be auctioning off or, or uh, raffling off, I should say, for um, an autism charity. Yeah. What's exciting, too, is the hot dog stand actually exists. Somebody actually built like a replica stand. I think I think Jared said it's in California. It's more than a mouthful. Oh yeah, <laughs> Kim Moto doesn't stand a chance. No. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> she could she could be one of the girls in the painting. No problem. There there is a brunette in one of the paintings. It's true. Kim Moto drop, dropping a wiener. <laughs> out of the bottom of her skirt <laughs> surprise <laughs> it's a painting with a surprise in real in real time that's a huge bitch but no i i'm i'm hoping that if we can make that if we can make things happen we could get those bikes together at that hawk at that hot dog stand somehow and recreate the painting you know yeah no it's it's gonna be cool and uh the other bike in the painting is, I don't know if it's a 75 or not, but it is a, an Ironhead Sportster. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're going to complete the painting. going to do uh, the second bike in the painting, and we're going to have – that's going to be Jared's third one, third David Mann bike, I believe. So, yep. Yep. And I think pretty what's exciting really, stuff. What's really cool about it is the night that we decided on um, that particular bike – Jared was having some difficulty sourcing the front end of that bike. He wasn't sure what year it was from. It was a had, break, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and, and yeah, the break, yeah, the kind of the brake assembly, and he was having trouble finding it. And we put it out on Instagram um, saying that we were looking for that. And that evening, actually, somebody like five reached minutes out to later. Him. Yeah, what's that? It was like five minutes later. Yeah, I mean, somebody was, reached yeah, out to him, quick, told him yeah. what it was, and then somebody else reached out to him and told him that they had it. So we he we've already been able to source that uh, particular that particular part that he was worried about. So uh, that's pretty cool too. Yeah. So as Jared's doing the fabrication on the bike, the engine is going to Blockhead uh, in Orlando, and he is going to rebuild the motor for it. So it's going to be a hot bike. I'm I'm really excited about it. You guys, if if it ever comes to Louisville, you may ever see it again. <laughs> I may just vanish with it. I'm uh, not the last sure. time you saw one of Jared's bike, you you got the wallet out and made an offer on it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> How much you want for it? How much? How much? But no, it's it's going to be a really really cool bike. So yeah, we'll put uh, a, we're all looking forward to it. We'll put a picture of it up here on the screen for <clears> the <throat> little YouTube blurb we're going to do. But it's it's going to be a pretty looking bike, and 
Whoever wins this bike is going to have a gym. I'll tell you that. It's going to be a proper, proper chopper. It's going to be a kickover and, uh, uh, you know, the whole, the whole works. So you better have some, you better have some big nuts on you when you decide you're going to ride that bike. Mm. Kicking that over it's is going to be big an dick breaker. energy. It is going to have some big dick energy for sure. It's going to have big dick energy for sure. Mm. And we're not talking lip hitter either. We're talking over <laughs> the shoulder. <laughs> Proper big dick energy. It'll be like Andre the Giant strap. It'll just yep, come over just, one shoulder. What yeah. is that? A backpack? No, it is nope. not. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want a penis? <laughs> 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 That's what I fish with. <laughs> yeah. This is my proper rod. <laughs> Catch a large mouth with that one. <laughs> <You sure can>. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, dude, it's it's about fishing time for reals. Yeah. Weather's weather's changing for sure. I got out yeah. for my first ride this last weekend. Rode about 100 miles. Pretty oh, excited. Oh, sound that. the horns! Nice. Kid Moto the Kang has been out for the first time this year. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty exciting. So, yeah, I've, I've been getting hit up about uh, every every other week. Saddle Tramps asking me how the Evo is going. <laughs> I'm like, man, <laughs> I haven't even put any miles on any bike, much less on my on my uh, my newest bike. So, yeah, it it, it so, was nice to get out and ride. So, what type of weather did you have this weekend? Uh it was uh, 70 degrees. I mean, I just I wore, yeah, I wore a flannel and a nice. vest and jeans and and went out and rode. Man, it was, was there snow weather. still there. No snow. It was, it was perfect weather. The the only thing I would say it was, it was windy AF. I mean, without a doubt. So you can say fuck on this podcast. Can, okay, it was windy yeah. as fuck. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes it feel better, it does. That makes me feel better. Okay. Yeah. It was it was super windy, and so that that was a bit of a bummer. Um, but to get out and ride was absolutely fantastic. I have needed that for quite some time, and uh, considering that. All of my family was just uh, recovering from the big C. Um, mm. It was good to get out and ride. So, mm. well, we have, if I'm not mistaken, we have sunny and like 80 and 90 all week here. Yep. Yep. If you oh. commute, yeah. if you commute, and you're in the Midwest, you're in dream heaven. It's it and it's like summertime now. I like woke up and like everything's green. Yep. All the trees. Mm-hmm. And Isn't it funny how that worked? Are, like it is, man. It was like overnight. Yeah, it seemed like everything was brown a week ago, and then I go yeah. outside this week, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? I was driving down, you know, we were leaving the house, and I looked over at my wife, and I said, those fucking trees didn't have leaves on them yesterday. <laughs> I swear they didn't. <laughs> Eat some Taco had... Bell, everything will be brown again. <laughs> you know, I didn't. <laughs> didn't, they bring back, didn't Taco Bell bring back something, like an old school item to their menu, like the Mexican pizza or something? They did. They they had a Mexican pizza no at Taco idea. Bell. D- hell yeah, man! I used to get those when I was younger, man. The oh, Mexican yeah. pizza. They were oh, delicious. Yeah. Jesus, when you were younger, must have been right around the time <laughs> of the wheel. It was. <laughs> well, it was shaped like a wheel <laughs> when Taco Bell was brand new. <laughs> that was still when they had that little Chihuahua dog on the video on their commercials. Yeah. Oh, no, man, I used I to get the Mexican pizza and the Mexi Taco Bell. Remember the Mexi Taco Bell. Taco Bell. It's back when it was still edible. Oh yeah, that's true. We're gonna have to do a whole episode on food, motorcycle Why? food. Yeah, that's a good because idea. people yeah, eat what food. Kind of, like what food? 
Because people eat food. <laughs> <laughs> all the food. What's all like, what's, what's you, food. like we talked about what's unique in the Midwest, as Tony called it, what's fucking stupid up here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's got to be club. Like we could talk about like everybody Meat that raffles. has all these unique eateries in your area that'd be like mortars. There's, that would I don't be know if Stacy, did, didn't Stacy Wilt do something like this where she hot? No, it was Adam Sandoval. He's got a website up that, People can contrib- contribute to, and you could put in places to eat and rides to go on. I can't I can't remember the name of it, but uh, if I think of it, we'll put it on social media for everybody. Oh, you can go get yourself one of those. Uh, <laughs> I forgot what the hell we were even talking about last week, but you all had some dumb shit up there. <laughs> the pony shoe? <laughs> the runzas? <laughs> the runzas, Yeah. Tony that can't get over a meat one. raffle. He he just no, dude. You go to a meat raffle. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do they he do gun- me and I'm like, I'm going to meat raffle. I'm like, good luck with that. But do they do, they- a, do they do gun raffles there, Tony? No. You guys don't they have, have a gun, gun raffles show. Either? Well, we they- have gun raffles here too. Same thing as a meat gun raffle. Raffles. You go to the bar and you buy tickets to get win a free gun. <laughs> 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 Fuck. It's a great combination. I think yeah, when I, yeah. I think when we said meat raffles, Tony was thinking you give you hand off somebody money and you go over to glory hole. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like what kind of meat raffle are you talking about? <laughs> it's all the tube steak you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got this we we've got Discord questions. All right. All right, Discord friends, FDB's about to answer your questions. Make sure you head over to 5DirtyBikers.com and click the link on the homepage to visit our Discord and become a member. Let's let's hit some of these Discord Go to questions. the meat raffle. The next thing you know, you're looking at something in the eye. There's some good ones. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, I was just going to tell you guys today, so uh, we do have a Discord, right? And the Discord is fucking free. free. Fucking so, free. And we don't do from- meat raffles in the Discord. <laughs> we, we could do one. So we no, should, should do one. <laughs> Our topic last week has 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 gained a lot of momentum, and people people have uh, really been liking it. And uh, the actual uh, the actual guy in our Discord, Canadian Harley, who who put the information out there that we based our topic on last week he actually responded this week after listening to the discord and uh his podcast or yeah i'm sorry listening to the podcast and his response was very interesting and so um i think i think that just deserves a a little bit of a a little bit of a shout out um, before we before we kind of get into those questions because he he had to quantify kind of what he said from from that because um it was it was interesting his his kind of circle back around everything that we were talking about um so he kind of went into saying hey i'm i'm sorry i didn't i'm sorry i didn't um really that you guys didn't understand kind of what i where i was going with with what i said but basically his his uh his reply to it was to clarify, I wanted to say that not only was he is he Canadian, but he he said he said he's native Canadian, and what he meant by native Canadian was that he's Native American. He's not Native American, but he's native, right? So he's he's Indian. Okay, and so that he he was wondering if that didn't have a 
effect on when he went to that um, particular event and how he was treated. And certainly we, you know, we responded to that, at least when I say we, the people in Discord responded, first of all, kind of, you know, apologizing that he was that he was treated that way. And secondly, quantifying, you know, he wanted to make sure people understood what he meant by by what he what he when he was saying that so that we understood when he said native Canadian that he was meaning that not only is he Canadian, but he's Indian. Okay. Um, the the other thing is, is that he he wanted to make sure that we were understanding. So he rides a breakout and um he said, so here's his actual post. Thank you so much, FDB crew, for answering my questions on the podcast. I'm sorry I didn't explain a little better the situation. When I said I'm Native Canadian, I meant to say I'm what you would call Native American, but I'm from Canada, which simply means I'm an Indian. Maybe okay. being brown-skinned um, at, at what seemed like a Hell's Angels event made a difference. It's, you know, it's hard for a lot of people, at least up in, the, in Harley-Davidson Central in northern British Columbia, Canada, to be accepting of somebody like me. I... I I did try to talk to a lot of people at the event and most said hi and, and just kept walking. He said, some even shook their heads and either walked away from me or said, or said, keep walking to me. He said, I was literally scared to be there. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. I look forward to meeting you all and seeing surprise looks. When you see me that I've traveled 3,600 kilometers or 2,200 miles to come see you guys on a breakout. He goes on a fucking breakout. Well, let me tell you what. He's the winner. <laughs> yeah. So no contest needs to be held for the longest ride. He wins. Well, we got something for you. And he said, yeah. he said, uh, he said, keep it tight. I'll never call myself a biker. I call myself a motorcycle enthusiast. So he uh, uh, and I and I responded and we talked a little bit back and forth with some other people in the discord. And then I told him, I said, you make sure when you do ride up that uh, you come over right to one of us and the FDB crew and introduce yourself. And I can guarantee you that you won't receive the same response that he did at this particular event. So um, no, he will not. Uh, and 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 other people that have either been to our event or understand kind of what we're about responded in kind. So they all kind of uh, you know responded the same way, you know, kind of saying sorry he was treated that way and and that kind of stuff. And and uh, um, I, I I don't mean for that post to be disparaging towards motorcycle uh, MC groups. Just the idea that um, he went to essentially a motorcycle rally and was treated specifically. Uh, you know, entirely the wrong way, I think, you know, was was less inclusive than than we like to see things and certainly than than we like to be uh, here at FDB. So there it is. So what is our first question? Our first question is from Megs. I'm not and answering that. it says, do you guys change the hardware that holds the saddlebags on to help prevent theft and also just coming loose or falling off? Uh, says my bike is older, 2012, so maybe there have been improvements since then. I can answer that. So yeah, let answer, Ryan answer that one. It. Yeah. So to answer your question, Megs, you have a <clears throat> pre what we call Rushmore um, touring bike. So in 2014, Harley changed their touring bikes, which they changed the connection, the way the the, the bag is actually connected to the bike. And they also changed the um, opening and closing mechanism. So the way that the lid opens and closes and the locks, the locking mechanism and all of that has been changed since then. So I would say Complete any of us overall. Have, yeah. Any of us that have the newer touring models are when I say newer, I mean, 2014 and up 
Um, the actual system that holds your bags to your bike is more secure and the locking mechanism has been changed um, since then too. So I guess short answer is no, I've not done anything additional to that. The bags aren't coming off my bike um, in terms of being able to be removed and the locking mechanism works really good. And, and the actual way that your lid opens is opposite on the newer bikes. So um, that's kind of, that answers that question. To yeah, add to that. You got to make sure that your bags are held securely. Yes, up and tucked up in and nice <laughs> yes, and tight. Yes, you want a secure hold on the bag. Mm-hmm. There's no reason right. nobody wants a sloppy hold. Right, and and if and if you're actually dealing with multiple bags, see your doctor. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> to add to that, I just want to. <laughs> not to that but the whole thing about bags and i could speak i could speak with Brittany on this the cool thing about our bags the quick detached sport glide bags that you're also going to see on the lowrider st is that especially when you're traveling and say you're staying in a hotel you could take those bags off in like a second and just haul the whole thing into the room with you because that's know, what i it, how can a clamshell be a bag just saying <laughs> I have no answer. For that, <laughs> oh my god, that hurts! Just bruise the sinuses when you when you snort beer up into your nose. It's a different type of prolapse. Wow. <laughs> god, there's a procedure of turning a clamshell into a bag. Well, you know, you have bags, and it's a clamshell. So there... I don't know. That's okay. Funny. Moving on. <laughs> you brought it up. <clears throat> I'm just. <clears throat> Mm. <laughs> Moving on. That got uncomfortable All right. quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Megs also asks if we have suggestions for cold weather riding gloves that are not too bulky, which is also a great question for Ryan. <laughs> Unfortunately, most of your cold weather gloves are going to be bulky, but I would suggest getting heated gloves that are a little bit less bulky than the non-heated cold weather riding gloves. So... You can check out Field Shear. Um, they have a whole section of heated gloves. And I think there's a there's another company I'm not familiar with that a couple guys that I ride with use their gloves. Um, glove liners are less than bulky, too. So you can get some some uh, uh, either battery-operated or plug-in liners that go on the inside. You can wear your regular gloves and just wear the heated liners. So that's what I would suggest rather than a cold-weather riding glove, which tends to be much bulkier. Or move, you just not fucking ride. <laughs> I, did, uh, I did buy heated those grips are pretty awesome too actually i know uh, that's not what you i asked, wouldn't know but... <laughs> you have heated grips my new bike Dustin? came with heated grips Ooh. Ooh, well, fancy fucking you <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty I'll, bomb I'll, I'll, I'll recommend those milwaukee leather gauntlet gloves i got they're pretty inexpensive they worked really well you don't have to break them in because they already have full flex in the fingers and they worked on that ride to uranus yeah well, you, you want the flex in the fingers about... <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it adds to the grip that kung fu grip well i mean you know <laughs> i'm just saying if you can hold a handlebar you can Hold just about anything. You can hold. You can hold meat at a meat raffle. Yeah, you can perform the beetle clip. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, do you, do you have heated grips the, uh... on your bike? I don't. I, you know what? I, I uh, um, 
I, I don't like any of the heated grips, to be honest with you. So, uh, you know, it's aesthetics so matter Brittany's to me. the only one that's running heated grips. No, I God think Percy damn. has heated grips. I think Percy has heated grips on his Percy's bike. got heated everything on that fucking bike of his, doesn't he? He does. He does, yeah. Some of a bitch is like the go-go gadget bike. He doesn't have a heated seat, does he? Um, does he? No, I don't think he does. No, because he got some of those uh, He got some of those uh, heated undercarriage warmers. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the heated un- underpants. You guys have also mentioned that the Memphis Shades um, handguards are kind of, maybe not super great for the cold, but they would help deflect the wind off of your they hands. They do get the wind off your hands, warmer. which uh, if you're in a cold riding cold weather riding area, they do make a difference. But I think specifically you need to be riding in cold weather to, to really recognize the benefit of the Memphis Shades handguards for cold weather. But they do. Right. All right. So basically, we didn't answer her question. You're welcome. Yeah, we, we did. did. We, did. Did we talked we? about gloves. Did we mm-hmm. we yeah. danced around that son of a bitch like a fucking ballet dancer. We didn't answer. <laughs> nice tutu. So Ryan answered it directly and gave her lots of other information she didn't ask for. <laughs> Brittany, you're very And I'm serious. not sure Mags is a girl, but Mags what? does have a great bike. I'm so. not sure either. <laughs> She or he posted a picture of their bike, and it's a and it's a uh, road glide, and it looks pretty awesome. So, so Mags, if you're in the Discord or hear this, can you please can you please uh, identify yourself so that we know and don't make that mistake anymore? We need we need your pronouns. The next question, please. This is uh, Jay Sherman says if Tony could refuse to answer any question on the podcast, I'm not answering that. Be? That one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Next. To answer that question, <laughs> the only reason all, I all refuse to answer questions because ninety nine percent of my answers are bullshit. So I'm just trying to save you from it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Our next question <laughs> is from the poop sock peanut, and it says, <laughs> "What color scheme and or graphics do you guys want to see on the raffle bike?" So the color scheme for the motorcycle is going to follow the David Mann painting. So if you can find the painting. That's going to be the color scheme. I think it's actually purple. I think there is purple in it. I think yeah, there's right. some it purple, is purple in it. Yeah, yep. didn't isn't yep. there like a hint of pink or something too? We talked about. Well, I like, like I think the pictures that we're seeing. Uh, Jared has the actual like painting, painting. So he has like the legit colors. I think the stuff that we're getting on the internet, you know, over time is it's probably lost its vibrance. Yeah. <laughs> it's not lost it's, it's not that. vibrance. It's not that, uh, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. It almost looks like a cobalt blue. We should just there do cobalt go. blue. Yeah. yeah. There's, well, that yeah, frame looks right. like it, it might be painted, be painted too. It is. The frame's got it in I there think too. It, it is. looks like oh, it's got a little pearl. A little pearl. A little pearl in it. <laughs> Who's got the killer fucking mustache who's going to sit on it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you're going to have to I shave your shit and go on. Magnum PI. I'll go Magnum PI. I'll go Magnum PI for that. Yeah, photo. we can get Brittany to fire one up. After a burrito, he's Magnum <laughs> PU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, what has been your ultimate oh shit moment? That was the second question, huh? Oh, oh shit yeah. moment. I'll, I'll say the fucking oh, truck shit. that almost killed me. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a good one. Uh, mine was definitely the uh, family of bicyclists that I ne- that I, when I nearly killed a nine year old. So that was a uh, two some two seasons ago. Mine was the the scaffolding X brace that came at me at the expressway oh, doing cartwheels. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yep. 
That one was mine. I haven't had anything too crazy happen. Uh, Last year, when I left the meetup, I had a semi almost pull out in front of me, followed by a car behind it that couldn't see me, that pulled out. Bullshit. Your oh shit moment is documented on a YouTube video where you're riding Jared's motorcycle, and you're riding in the middle (laughs) of the road when somebody goes wide around a corner and nearly takes you out, and, and you completely were oblivious to it. That was a legitimate oh shit moment. I was oh shitting watching. It. <laughs> well, there you go. I guess. I guess it didn't face me too bad. It's a twofer. I will. I will have you know the roads in Kentucky are made only wide enough for a single car. So when you're riding in the middle of the road, it may just be because it, they're narrow fucking roads. You know, I or think- you should just stay on your side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> there's always that. I'm just saying. I mean, I, there's I think- no lines, so the whole road is my road, right? I think they're designed for two uh, Amish carriages to pass side by side. Yes. <laughs> well, that's a bit very offensive. <laughs> you know, nobody here's in a rush to go to the meat raffle. <laughs> Uh, I'd love to they might, the they might be though. You never know. <laughs> We're gonna have to cut this fucking podcast completely up, man. <laughs> one dollar, one hole. I mean, Sorry, we got Dustin. we got a lot of shit in here. We can't we can't post. <laughs> All right, next. Next question. Someone Mac asks, minus your phone, what is another good option for GPS? Garmin. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good answer. Other than using your phone, what is a good option for GPS on your motorcycle? Like, Garmin. have you guys ever considered purchasing some other kind of GPS? No, no. So, I need. I'm gonna say Jay bought the Garmin motorcycle GPS for the BMW. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pre- it's pretty fucking nice. It is. Explain. I mean, it does. It, it does everything like the apps that we use. So it gives you the motorcycle roads because yeah. it's designed for a motorcycle. But it's, it's, it is pretty nice. It's pretty cool. They're expensive as shit, though. Let, mm-hmm. me, let me ask you then. Do you That's have cool. to update them? Yeah. So when you get it, it automatically updates. You know, it, over Wi-Fi, it'll update the maps and, and okay. the firmware. Because you, you, know, you used to have to pay for that extra on the Garmin's. Yeah, no, it's well for the prices those sons of bitches are, and especially for the motorcycle ones, they're pretty expensive. So sure, but uh, it it is pretty cool the stuff that it does, and you can even wire your uh, fuck. What am I looking? Cardo, Cardo into it. Nice. You can wire up to two, oh, nice. so two people can hear the hear the, the directions. Nice. Yeah. There's also uh, an app that <laughs> we've been using in our crew up here called Rever, and uh, that app is actually really cool because um, you can overlay all of the different styles of maps out there. So you can overlay a map that gives you elevation changes. It, it, you can, you can record your ride and it'll tell you how long you rode and the elevation change over your ride. You can uh, find out all the good rides in your area and how they've been marked by other riders. So river is a good app. It's, it's not a free app. It's a paid app, but um, so far I've found it to be worth the money. And when we program our rides or when we map out a ride for a trip that we're going to go on, then, um, the guy that does that for us will send that map to everybody, and then you just load that map into your app, and you have your your map already with all your stops and destinations. So it's pretty cool. Tony, yes. Does that Garmin on the BMW tell you where all the Starbucks are? Yes, it does. 
It comes free, pre-programmed with all the Starbucks. <laughs> what about the mom and pop shops? Uh, no, no. Well, they, make, well, they make the good coffee. Well, no, it's it's all the Starbucks. Uh, I bet you. I bet the you. Starbucks you... and all the Brook Brothers uh, department stores. <laughs> <laughs> does it also take you to Gucci too? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> No, but it, it it is it's a pretty cool device, and uh, you know it has its own carriage that it goes into that's powered and it locks, so nobody can steal it, and uh, it, it it's pretty cool. Hmm. I think Percy ran a Garmin on his bike for a while, didn't he? He did, yeah, on his yeah. on his uh, on his Fat Bob. I'm pretty sure, yeah. He did, yeah. I think he uses the um, connection or his uh, GPS or whatever on his on his Harley now too, with all the the fancy accoutrements that it has. Let me ask you guys something. Say you wanted to do a ride to the West Coast. Yeah. Would you want to do a ride where you don't use directions? Like a fuck around and find out ride? Uh, as long as you well, get there, right? If we're talking you have time to do this, like time is mm -hmm. doesn't matter. So you had two weeks or however much time you wanted, then I would say that would be really fun. Well, it could be really fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if I you think need it, to get there in like a certain time, I think it would be maybe trickier. I think the benefit to planning the ride, Dustin, like if you're going to go for your, where you're at, um, the benefit to planning it would be being able to stop at places along the way that would be cool to see. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just like mm -hmm. getting on the super slab and just booking it over there, you know what I mean? You could you could map out a cool route that would take you to some cool places to see on your way there, which I think would be I think it would be better. And and I think that if you have an option to take a trip like that, um, one of the things that we've found, especially this, and, and we're actually going to do this on our first trip this year, is we're trying to plan a trip that we have. Um, that we can make the ride down there instead of just the ride being all interstate or whatever to get there, um, that we want to plan a trip that the ride is part of the trip. And so um, as opposed to just riding all interstate and that kind of stuff, which you just have less less of a tendency to get off and see things when you're just trying to get to a destination. Yeah. So, sure. you know, I, I think that's I, I think if you had the time planning a ride would be would be better to, to see things that you want to see. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Next question. I don't know if you guys actually want to answer this one or not. But yeah, Joss Uberstinker says, what criteria did you all have to fulfill before becoming dirty bikers? Rule number one, don't be a douchebag. <laughs> Tony had to drive through cement dust. <laughs> no. I was a dirty biker before that. Yeah, he just earned a stripe yeah. that day. Yeah. He's general. <laughs> <laughs> so I can answer that question too for him. The uh, phrase dirty biker was coined because of the fact that we were kind of making fun of the, you know, kind of homage to old school bikers and, and being dirty bikers was kind of the thing that we're all like, you know, professionals and have jobs and careers and, and that kind of stuff. And we were motorcycle enthusiasts. So the, the the term dirty biker was coined as a joke. And that we're dirty minded sometimes. 
and then and we're then, dirty minded. Then it then it just kind of morphed. And, you know, into we had no clue that you know the podcast was going to include fuck dick motherfucker cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> we had no idea that the podcast was going to include all that. So it's true. It's true. So it just kind of happened along the way. Yeah. The other night, it's just. <laughs> Funny I say this because David's not here, but we show up every week and record. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but we, you know, we we all understand that. You know, sometimes we have work, we have family, we got to deal with vacations. Those those happen, but for the most part, everybody makes the show. You know, ninety nine percent of the time, got to own a motorcycle too. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it'd be ride that motorcycle. And it's not because, and we, and it's not because we have dirty motorcycles. Let me just clear that <laughs> up right now. <laughs> Some of us don't have dirty motorcycles at all. Yes. <laughs> Some of Mine's us keep right our now. motorcycles. I was gonna say, Nappy cleaned her shit up tight. She got I the see. toothbrush out. I saw yeah. That. yeah. You got your bitch to clean your bike, didn't you? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> I really wish he he uh, does a much better job of cleaning the motorcycle than I do, but uh, he did do the drying on it, which is key. I don't have the patience to get all the water spots off. So, leaf what? blower, detail leaf, for blower. That. leaf blower, leaf blower, the Our leaf blower doesn't work for that. It's Why doesn't it blow hard enough or something? You have something that exactly. doesn't blow hard doesn't enough. Blow hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think I think the only other thing that's important is you got to get along with the other four on the show. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. What it's are we talking effort, about? Right. It was this dirty the, cri- the criteria. The criteria to be on the show fulfilled to be before becoming a dirty biker. He's oh. got his other his next question is good too. So ask that next one too, Brittany. The next well, one. I'm glad says, I was grandfathered in because I probably wouldn't make the cut. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The next one says, what are your thoughts on the current market affecting bike values? And do you have any idea on when it might swing back to normal? I'm going to be honest when I read this because I have to deal with supply chain issues every single day with my job. So when I read this, I thought, oh, God, I don't want to talk about supply chain issues at all, ever. (laughs) So our thoughts are it sucks. I mean, but are they really... But I mean, it's not that prices are exorbitant on on motorcycles right now. It's just that some of them are just hard to get. I mean, the increases I think have been pretty standard across the board from Harley's history, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, Every year like, they go up four or five hundred bucks. Has gone up a lot though. Used stuff's gone up a lot because the new market is so shy, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of new bikes out there, so people are buying or, or snatching up the used ones. And the models that they want. So his his question is, there's an easy answer to his question. When is it going to return to quote unquote normal? Well, the new prices aren't going to go, the new bike prices aren't going to go down, right? No. And the used bike prices will go down when the bikes stop selling. As long as they're selling, those prices are going to stay up. When they stop selling and people are hanging on to use inventory, the bikes will drop back down. So as long as us assholes are out there buying the bikes at the prices that they are, they're going to keep on selling. Well, I think when the new inventory catches up to when the yep. supply and demand equal levels out, then the used bike market will drop a little bit. But I mean, you know, for some people that like to trade their bikes in, <laughs> it's a fucking fantastic time. That's yeah, true. You know, are you giving the three sixty fuckings? No, but I mean, you know, you can go in and trade your bike in and 
get good value. Get, Very good. You get value. really good value on your on your motorcycle. Mm. <clears throat> but it does suck. You know, we were, uh, you know, and the thing is, is you have to hit these places like at the sweet spot. So like when we went and bought that that Beamer, what a mm -hmm. few weeks ago, the fucking showroom was full of BMWs. We went back last week, there was one. Wow. Wow. You know what funny. I mean? Yeah. So it's like you got to hit it just at the right time when the trucks show up because there's not a steady stream of bikes coming in. Right. Like what we've seen in the past. Right. Yeah, get somebody on the inside. Make, yeah. friend, make friends with somebody at the dealership. Yeah. It can help. It really can. Yeah. Because they are, they are selling. They're selling really, really good this year. I don't know if, you know, people go Harley's in trouble. Fuck if they are. I don't know how. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. I don't. I don't believe it to be true. I mean, I they think still that, have plenty of t-shirts to sell. They still yeah. have plenty of t-shirts, and I mean, the <laughs> fucking bikes are just flying off the floor, man. Did you, see what you, you wanted? Go check out our t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I got a fucking fucking in St. Augustine. I bought that fucking t-shirt front and back full color, seventy-four dollars. Holy for a fucking t-shirt. Yeah. I'm always. Over I did that too. Checking out the clearance rack. I, I did that too when I bought a shirt in New York. I bought a T-shirt and two two poker chips, and it was the same thing eighty yeah. like eighty five dollars. Mm, yeah. Well, I would say it has something to do with location. Yeah, uh, we both Tony and I both got hosed on the location. Yeah, situation. we both got hosed on. Was <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a shirt, man. I didn't yeah. want a fucking rim job. I just wanted a shirt. <laughs> but since it came with one, he took it. Yeah. <laughs> Those are turning down. A, can't turn that down. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so wrong. Cut that out of the podcast, Dustin. All right. Moving on. All right. The next one is from Sea Shroom. It says... What biker society things do you wish would make a comeback, and which ones do you think aren't going away fast enough? Biker society? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he means by biker society. I don't know if I know for sure. So I'm not even a member I've of Hog, never been so I don't in a really society. know. The... No. Yep, that's exactly it. I've never joined. You don't one. belong to some women engineer society. Not, not a biker society. That's I thought Ryan was you. in the Geek Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, why are you asking about women engineers? Because you said you've never belonged to there a society. There is a society. Oh, well, no, I'm in all kinds of those for work. I mean, but. See? You know, I've watched I've Eyes Wide Shut. Some of those societies of you don't want to be part of. American Society of Mechanical Engineers. Yeah, see? What other? I'm I'm currently a member of the Project Management Institute. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Biker society things. That's a tough question. Like that what, is. What, I, what I, are, we need clarification to properly answer that. Yeah, I, I think that's that's good. We need clarification. She see shroom. Uh, clarify what you mean by biker society and pose your question again next week. And we will answer it. That's it. Ahead, well, that sorry. was yep. quite a few sorry, actually. Yesterday. They were on fire. Let me start that over. Everybody, we want to thank you for submitting your Discord questions. Good group of questions this week. Thank you very much. Remember to go to 5DirtyBikers.com and join our free fucking Discord. Link is right there on the homepage. Free. Yeah. And buy some merch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All kinds of games. <laughs>
On to today's topic. Yeah. So we didn't have shit to talk about till a couple hours ago, but there's something I brought. Up. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something I Every brought. Every now up. and again. Yeah, yeah, you know. But sometimes shit happens, and it happens yeah. pretty good. Are we talking about feelings tonight? Because if it is, I'm bouncing. Well, <laughs> it just depends on your depends on your response. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been we've been learning lately that there has been a healthy rise in female riders lately, which is good to see. I'm we're glad all... you went with female riders. When you said healthy rise, I didn't know where we were going with that. <laughs> don't know, I don't need no blue pills. <laughs> I don't need no damn blue pills. <laughs> I took the red pill, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so because of the, the healthy amount of females that have been, I think they're showing an 80-20 now on the scale, 80% riders, men. Yeah. 20% female, which is good. That's an upward trend, and we're all happy to see that. But we want to, I guess, kind of just discuss on, you know, there's still some challenges that women see, right? Even though the numbers are trending up. Now, there's a theory I have, and it's not that I agree if this is true. I don't know, of course, because I'm not in, I'm not in the business side of things. But do you think it might be because businesses still look at 80-20 as not a big enough difference to even things out? as far as marketing, providing motorcycle clothing and stuff more geared towards women? Yeah. I think that's a good question. That is. We're going to say, Tony, go ahead. I was just going to say, man, you know, when I'm in the Harley store and you look at the women's section, not every lady or woman wants a goddamn bedazzled pair of jeans. True. <laughs> right. Everything Harley pedals is bedazzled or it's that ripped up tank top thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Night. I mean, Lita Ford's calling. She wants her outfit back. <laughs> Kiss me one. You know? I mean, eighty-five is done, man. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. Well, and I and I think that your your uh, you know female rider doesn't want to walk into a Harley store and walk out looking like an '80s hooker either. <laughs> and I think that's part of the problem. Like that's Tony said, that that like you know ripped up tank tops and ripped up shirts and bedazzled jeans and that kind of stuff. I think that I think that they've done a better job. This is a problem that I've seen lately is when Harley decided to do a better job and appeal to the younger demographic, all their shit got too small. Like skinny jeans and, and, and form fitting t-shirts and that kind of stuff. Every place is like that. That's now you walk in like, the where's women's. the, where's the, where's the normal sizes? Right. Where's the men's department? Yeah. So, you, that's, you said that's not the case <laughs> for the women's stuff, Brittany. Nope, the shirts are like way oversized for the women, and I don't I don't understand why that is. Um, uh, we were actually at the dealership this past weekend, and there was a lady there trying to find like extra smalls and small shirts because everything that they sell in the women's section is like humongous. Well, we'll I say that Harley's cuts are full. Mm. They, they do have full <laughs> cuts, yeah. They do have full cuts. So let, let me ask you, Brittany, because I have no idea here. What would appeal to you in a motorcycle clothing? What would what should Harley do? Ooh. You, you know what would just I mean that's a good question cuz I you have a good point with um some of the styling stuff because I find myself buying more of the men's t-shirts than I do any of the women's stuff. But like I just said, part of it is sizing. So I'm on the smaller end of the spectrum and so I have to find like extra smalls and smalls. Well, if you don't offer that, I'm not going to buy any of your stuff anyways. Um, but then, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a normal 
normal taste, you know, styling type person to ask. Because okay. I, I, you guys have seen some of the shirts that I buy. I like the ones with like the skeletons and stuff on it, but I do not go for pink. I don't go for bedazzled. Because you got to ask yourself, you know, are they they're marketing the, this clothing? But I mean, what else? What else could they do to differentiate the men's from the women? Well, I also think that Brittany made a point a couple podcasts ago when she said that when she was shopping around for a sport glide, one of the issues that still exists is that the salespeople aren't taking women seriously when they go into the dealership to look at a bike or buy a bike or, mm-hmm. you know, be involved. And so it's like a female rider might walk into a dealership and they automatically steer you towards the motor clothes because they don't think that you should be steered towards a motorcycle. And so yeah, I think true. that's a completely wrong mentality. If I was if I was a salesperson in a Harley dealership right now, I would have the customer steering me where they wanted to go. Yep. You go up to the customer, you introduce yourself, you ask them, you know, where they're from, what they're in for, if they're just in there looking, are they looking for a bike? It doesn't matter who they are, or what their age are. And then you steer them towards that direction. If I'm here to buy a shirt, there the shirts are. I'm here to buy, look at a motorcycle, here they are. Who gives a shit what they look like? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's the problem is that we have this idea in our heads of what a motorcyclist should be. And if they just thought every single person walking through the door could potentially be a motorcyclist and I could sell a motorcycle to them, that's the best place to start. And the thing is, yeah. if somebody walks into a motorcycle dealership, they either want they either own a motorcycle or they want a motorcycle. You're not going in there just to fucking look around. It's not the gap. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's a fucking motorcycle shop. So everybody needs to be treated, uh, at least in my opinion. Well, hold on, Tony. If you go into a gap now, like 10% of the store is men's. The other 80% is women's. The other 10% is kids. (laughs) Unless you go to baby gap. Unless you go to baby gap. I think think all the gap goes for men there for kids, too. They don't have people go to a motor. (laughs) Yeah. People go to a motorcycle shop for a reason. You just don't go well, there. I mean, to and shop. you could you could simply just ask like, "What brings you in today?" Or I I don't know something to that effect. Like, don't yeah. assume that you're a passenger or a rider. Ask and find out. Hey, what can I help you with today? Yeah, and for like sure. it goes a long way to just just say hi to just approach somebody and say hi. You know, you don't. I I don't like salespeople that are overbearing. I like to kind of do my own thing in the stores, but I still want to go into the dealership and have you like say hello to me and ask me how I'm doing. Sure. You want to be taken seriously. Yeah. But do you yeah. think that 80/20 thing has something to do with this on the business side of things or no? I mean, definitely because I know could. I know like if if I go on a ride here whether it's a group ride or I just go riding by myself, I probably see less than 5% of women riding. It's a it's a it's 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 got to be a regional thing especially in this part of the country because you know people still hold on to old school values in the Midwest and they meat do. raffles and meat raffles and gun raffles mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so I know I know things are a little more modernized and progressive like say in California or in Florida where they get to ride all year long so it's a better option to own a motorcycle so again does is the eighty twenty affecting like let's say Harley Davidson's mindset on who they're marketing to and who where they're spending more of their marketing dollars. Yeah, and I I still think uh, Harley's culture is still is still really much more male dominated. Now, if you guys noticed in the new in the new Nightster ad, 
or the new when the new new Nyster launched, um, one of the lead designers was a female rider. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that Harley's making an effort to move in that direction, but I, I don't think that the general public of riders is is there yet. And I, and I would agree with your assessment. Absolutely. I think in my area, Dustin, it might even be more like 2% than even 5%. I mean, I cannot tell you the last time I saw a, um, I actually, I can, it was two weeks ago, but for the most part, I can, I can usually ride. If I ride five days out of the week, it's, it's highly likely it's going to take me two or three weeks before I run into a female rider. Yeah. So I, I think especially in the Midwest, women are underrepresented in, in the riding in riding circles. And, and you're probably right. I, I would I would agree with your assessment that you're going to see much more, many more female riders on the East Coast and West Coast. And it's and it's still just taking its time, making its way to the middle of the country, just like fashion, just like anything else. man. Absolutely. You're absolutely spot oh, on yeah. about that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure but, there's still a big mindset of not not um that it's safe too. Like that was a big thing for females in other areas where oh it's it's fine for your male counterpart to go and do something, you know, we're not worried about his life being at risk, but if you ride a motorcycle, it's a whole different thing. Sure. I that's such a that's such a barbaric mindset. Matt, you guys you, you guys give birth to children, which to me sounds horrifying. So, I mean, I think that being able to ride a motorcycle it is horrifying. Riding you a know. motorcycle sounds a lot safer than that. <clears throat> it's tough to talking just watch. About, t- talking about women riders, I'm going to – have any of you all watched Doodle? Doodle on a motorcycle? Yes. Uh, I have some, before. Yeah. Yeah. Man, she has been crushing some rides. I've been I've watched a few of her videos where she went to – I think it was uh, – the tail of the dragon, and then she went down to Key West and mm-hmm. on Road King. I mean, pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, I mean, good for her. And you can see, like, with Harley, with these influencers, like, like her two wheels yeah. and Queen Sit from St. Louis. Yeah, they're they're making the right steps because those have been at some of those too, right? Yeah. And, and you can't say that yeah. those those ladies aren't influencing people, especially from the female side, to go out and ride. Yeah, no, and Wit, Wit just did it again, guys. Oh, yeah. Fucking coast to coast in yeah. under fifty hours. Yeah. I mean, fuck. And I think I think Doodle has trained with uh that Jerry Palandino, right? I'm pretty yes. sure she yeah, has. She has. She's yep. a small small in stature, so yeah. she had and to yeah, learn. Similar, and she's yeah. riding she's riding some big ass bikes on some of these rides yeah. she's going on. And she can barely tippy toe. She rode like a full size street glide, and she was tippy toeing that thing. But she yeah. rides a piss out of it when it's moving. Yeah, for sure. And like sassy, she's what like five two. Yeah, and she's riding a big old bagger too. I mean, these, yep. a lot of these girls are killing it, man. Yeah, and I think, and I think that that is. I think when we had sassy pants on too, she was she had made mention of the idea of, um, you know women representing themselves a little bit differently in the culture too. You know what I mean? Showing normalizing riding. She even said normalizing, dropping your bike so that you're not afraid to, to take a chance. No shit. You know? I've, I've done that. I mean, right. Well, I, it, it, Tony, uh, Tony has said this on a podcast a long time ago. He said, if, you know, if you're not dropping, if you don't drop your bike, you're probably not riding. I mean, yeah, you're, it's not if yeah. it's when, Everybody I know has dropped their motorcycle. Yeah. It's just, you know, th- shit happens and you have to just be prepared for that time. You don't want it to happen, obviously. But I mean, I dropped mine twice in a season and luckily I didn't, you know, hurt it at all at all. But 
sometimes that just happens. I mean, we're not perfect all of the time. They're not. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're five, six, seven, eight hundred pounds. And yeah. when they start to go, there's no stopping them. No. Right. You know, I still can't believe. I mean, I've talked about this on this show five times, probably. I still can't believe how lucky I was when I went to that fucking cemetery. Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere. And that was that was the first time I dropped my bike. And luckily when I did, after several attempts of trying to get it up on my own because it was on an incline and I failed, biker rode by with uh, his wife on the back and they came and saved the day. So that Dude, guy was, that guy was my fucking Superman, I'll tell you that. Picking those motherfuckers up by yourself, even on flat ground, it's like the first six or eight inches is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> And then after that, it's easy. <laughs> Spit on it. Yeah. But no, it's that first little bit, you know, that just the tip. It's very, it's a struggle. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. Um, I'm gonna say something relatively unpopular here about oh, this God. female rider situation. Don't so do it. I, and I don't think this really applies to the people that listen to FDBM because I think that we've pretty much made our stance clear about being all inclusive. Sure. But this yeah. is what I would say. I would challenge all the male riders that are out there on social media. Find a female rider that's doing cool shit and engage with her on social media the same way that you would engage with a fellow male rider. Tell them their bike is cool. You know, comment something like that. Don't be like, don't slide into their DMs and say something fucking ridiculous, right? Put a post on their timeline that is relevant in the same way you would engage with a male rider. Dude, let and me that tell is you how what. you're going to make the change that you want to see. Because these female riders that are out there, they don't need all these disgusting asshats sliding into their DMs saying stupid shit. Just engage with them like you would any other rider, and you will find that they will be more than happy to engage back, and and you will be you will be cementing their place, which is where they want to be, and in terms of being just another rider, and 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 not you know not all the rest of it that comes with it. That shit's contagious yeah. too. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. And and I think. Dude, that let me tell you what. I'm just gonna say it. Half these guys are probably intimidated by these women because they're fucking out there crushing it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Wit has got more miles in the last two years than most people put on in their fucking lifetime. Yeah. And with no signs of slowing down. No. 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 She's killing and, it, my dude. She's she's a mom. She's married. She's. I know. She's just living. She's just living her best life. She is, and all the power to her. And yeah. I mean, like I said, I've been watching Doodles. I mean, real impressive stuff. And I mean, her videos are good when she when she does those trips. It's 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 a fun watch. Yeah, yeah. doing I think a great job. It seems like a, an upward trend has been long trips yeah. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So Ryan, get your fucking camera out this year. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, Ryan. Get your fucking I, camera out. Yeah, I want to see. I, I, I want to see you and the White Walkers eating fucking beef jerky and. Drinking yeah. Aquafina at some pumping like somewhere. That fucking habanero beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> Not on a motorcycle. That's how you get Dude, the runs. That there. shit gave me the flood or something serious. <laughs> old, sl- old, old slappy buns over there. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh-huh. And, I, and I think 
I think I've even I think I've even you could hear me over the exhaust. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've even made this a point in the past that I said, you know, um, one of the things I thought about when I started, you know, doing stuff on YouTube and social media is that um, that was the way that I've always engaged with any other female riders, because I always wanted to be able to provide an example to my daughters if they wanted to ride that I could say, hey, check out this person that I know who's a female rider that's doing cool stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, and I think that that's I think that that's always a good way to to approach those, you know, those instances is to look at it like that. And like I said, uh, being a father of two daughters, that's that's the way I would want somebody to approach my daughter if she was on Instagram and riding a motorcycle is for her to, you know, be on a level playing field and have people engage with her as a rider and, and not something, you know, not something weird about it. So, dude, yeah. I'll tell you what, we've you, been pretty. You, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, we've been pretty fortunate here on the podcast to have some really cool people on and be able to talk to a lot of cool people. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, the, the, the women that we've had on here have been just so impressive. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Extremely impressive. And not but, impressive because they're a woman. No, they're, just they're impressive doing, in their just own impressive right. Impressive shit in general. Bike building, painting, riding you know, the stuff that they're doing is far and beyond uh, what, you know, not just because they're a woman, it's just top of their craft. You know what I mean? Hey, give yourself credit. You nail yeah. trim all day. Yeah, I do. <laughs> all day long. <laughs> Brittany, I have a question for you. I know, I know yes. there was, there was a time where you considered going to an all female event. Is that something you would consider doing? Yeah, um, I, as you guys know, I'm pretty nervous about large events and not knowing anybody there. So honestly, that's what hinders me more than anything. But um, I think it would be fun to go to some of them and meet more of the female riders. Okay. I'm I'm in the same boat as you guys where I don't know, like, any females. All the, all the people that I meet and see riding are happen to be men. And all the ones I follow on social media aren't really in my area, so... Okay. You should consider a babes ride out. I have actually. Maybe next year I'll be able to go. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I read this on social media, and this isn't my opinion by any means, but there's people out there that be, that believe that these all women events are they're not progressive at all. I wanted to get everybody's take on that. Like, is it is it a step in the wrong direction? Because what what this um, article said was basically you're 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 taking the 1950s mindset and flipping it on its back. Yeah, I mean I think, it's such a hard thing. I'm not thing. touching like that any, with a ten any, foot pole. Well, any time that we've ever talked about something like this, so like whether we're talking motorcycling or for me, you guys know I'm an engineer, which is also uh, only like five percent female. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always going to be a hard topic because. You want to meet other people that you can relate to and you can, uh, like, I don't know, share in your experiences. But you also want to be, like Ryan said, really we just want to be treated like another person. I shouldn't speak for everyone, but we don't want to have, like, male or female being designated. We just want to be a motorcycle rider or an engineer or whatever. And we want to be known for our skills and our abilities and not, Oh, well she's a female. So she's doing great, you know? Mm. So it's, I I mean, it is, it's tough. I don't have a great answer for that one, Dustin, because I think, 
I think we still see these events because you want to be able to connect and feel like you're in yeah, a safe space. Yeah. yeah, like I said, this isn't this isn't my this is yeah, something I read. I'm gonna no, go with Brittany. They probably, it's a good they're question. probably doing it for like a safe space to do it. Yeah, that's you exactly know, because what I was you start say. throwing dudes in there and they start walking around like a humping dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I see where they're coming from because like Sassy, we had her on the show. Which, she, I mean, this was after the show, or the show that we did with her, but she didn't have the greatest experience at Daytona. You know, she made a comment about the way that some of the girls that she had working at her booth were being treated, and she didn't like it, and she spoke her mind about it. Yeah, it was like good yeah. for her. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and that's, I think that's that another thing. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. No, oh, no, I was go gonna ahead. say that's a that's a whole other thing too of like in that same realm, like you said, we don't want to be treated like hookers. Like just because we're a motorcycle rider doesn't mean that we need to be not wearing clothing or, you know, if you want to do that, do that. You know, there's a lot of people that that is what they want to do, but not Mm -hmm. every single female wants to be like treated that, that way or wants to show up with those, you know, I I don't even know how to put into words, but I think to each their own. Yeah. Well, I think this is the way that I see it like being a father of two daughters, right? Mm-hmm. I say that whatever they do, as long as they're respecting themselves, I want them to own their sexuality, whatever that means to them. So if they feel like that, that means riding a motorcycle is what they want to do, or if they want to ride a motorcycle wearing a bikini, if that's what they want to do, if they're owning their own sexuality and they're, ki- and they're keeping their own power, great. So the all-female events are designed so that women don't have to be treated like an object. Right. The idea of of the of the safe space and providing an opportunity for them to do something that um, they can be and not be judged. Right. I think that's probably the other thing is I think that they're feeling judged in one form or another. Right. And so that that takes some of the judgment out of there and they can just go and hang out with like minded people doing like minded shit. Well said. This is a this is a difficult one. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be difficult. Not, I mean, it's yeah. There's there's certain areas that are always going to be tricky subjects. I mean, I know this isn't what our podcast is about, but same thing goes for like men in different areas. You know, like example, Jared is super super good with kids, and if he wanted to run a daycare, people would judge him for that, guaranteed. So like, there's going to be these topics that are always touchy to talk about, and until until we do talk about it, and we start treating everybody like. We're all See, just fucking failings people. again. <clears throat> then we can't. Then you can't change it. I know. Tony, yeah, sorry, you can't. You can't make a change if you don't talk about it. Well, I'll tell you what. All these yeah. fucking feelings are bringing me down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, Tony. <laughs> Cock and balls. You, yeah. <laughs> hey, you need to. Fa- you need to face the music, Tony. We've been getting some good responses to the last few episodes where we've been talking about our feelings. <sighs> Now we don't have to stick to feelings. We can talk about we can talk about more cock next week. <laughs> yeah, we can just when, when you see a lady out cone. when you see a girl out there killing it on her motorcycle, just say, "Man, you got big clam energy." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we got Lord. one for the ladies too now. T-shirt idea. <laughs> Speaking of, Jesus go to five dirty bikers and check out our merch store. We got lots of stuff for sale. Yes, new, we do. Buy we some do. merch. Yeah, new designs should be coming shortly. New designs are coming shortly, and some possible oh, big Dustin news. Oh, just said that. Possible, possible Poss- news, like like huge. 
Huge. Like big flame <laughs> energy. <laughs> what why did your light keep going in and out, Ryan? Well, I think we've uh I think we've exhausted our uh, our knowledge base on that topic. What, your light? The what? fucking the fucking solar panels <laughs> didn't see enough of the sun. <laughs> your light keeps Apparently. going in and out. <laughs> yeah, it did. It like went really dark for a while there. He bought the Cox five thousand and sucking up all the power. <laughs> sucking all the power. <laughs> Out of the mm. out of the house. Hmm. <laughs> what is that? An earthquake? No. Nope. Mm. <laughs> no, that's the wrong sound altogether. <laughs> I think sounds more like a jackhammer. <laughs> wow. You need to follow oh. the directions carefully with the Cox five thousand. <laughs> My jip tooth. <laughs> Other directions in like eight different languages. Yes, and you need to follow them because personal harm could happen. <laughs> it's not for the beginner. This toy is not intended for beginners. <laughs> it is not intended for beginners. Advanced users only. Oh my gosh. Everybody, that's going to do it for this week for Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. I want to thank you all for joining the show once again. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We started posting videos again, Tony. <sighs> Fuck TikTok. Just saying. I like Instagram. Instagram's good. Well, YouTube's Instagram's good. turning into TikTok, unfortunately. All they yeah, want to do is TikTok fucking promote can, videos. TikTok can teabag my scrote. Your TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see <laughs> that? Teabag my TikTok. Did you see TikTok. that one uh, that one meme? I don't forget who shared it, but they were like the equivalent of a tea bag for a female is a clam slam. Clam jit. Like a what? A clam oh, That made me laugh. I freaking love that. That was a hilarious. A clam slam? A clam yeah. slam? Clam slam. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound gentle at all. <laughs> all right. We're out of here, buddy. I, we bid you good day. Oh. <laughs> we say good day. Good, good clam slam. 